By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Doink, 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 doink. Good morning, everyone. You're doink. listening to BS in the Morning. I am Brad. He is doink. Shelley. And together we are complete and total BS. Bend down Brad, how are you today? Bend down and whisper in my ear. Okay. So, if you want to listen to us, so you're streaming us on terrestrial radio, but you can also stream us on the internet, and you can we'll go global, and that is at bsinthemorning.show or westplex1071.com. You just sound like and you're this in is pain. a primal cast. So, what that means is you get three stations. That's right, three. Westplex 1071, 104.5 KSLQ, and AM 1350 KRAD. And yes, that one's crap as well. I'd rather have Brad, liposuction. Brad, how are you? I'm a woman and I have boobs. America was founded by geniuses, but it's being run by idiots. <laughs> That's my favorite quote. <laughs> Shelly, you didn't flinch at all when I was playing all those songs. I mean, all those little drops. I, I was just uh, letting you have your fun. Ah, uh, you know, this is therapy for me. You know that. I do. <laughs> this whole show thing, even though <laughs> Shelly gets all upset because somebody contacted her yesterday and said that the show sucks, basically. Right? No. They said that your co-host needed to be more informed. <laughs> what? I need to be more informed? No, me. Oh, why? Why do you need to be more informed? See, you're, you're better off not, not knowing things. Because, see, things like when you know things, you get ticked off like I do. Like, for example, you know what I found out this morning? What? Hazelwood School District, Ferguson Florissant School District, and the City of St. Louis School District is giving the kids the entire Thanksgiving week off. So, essentially, they get nine days off. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Thanksgiving... Black Friday, and then Saturday, Sunday. Nine days. Why? Oh, it's been so tough this year. The kids have to have a little bit of rest. I'm going like, oh, my God. It has been a hard year. It has not been a hard year. I mean, this is, I'm sorry, this is C-R-A-P, not K-R-A-P. You know, we'll talk about this next hour. But, you know, we're bringing up a country of wimps. I mean, I'm sorry. We're being you know, you're not the only person that has said that. I had this conversation with someone almost verbatim, and it wasn't you, and I completely agree. It's gotten to the point where it's like, oh, everybody's like, oh. You know, and, and then even like, for example, when they, when they elect a, a black lieutenant governor, a woman black lieutenant governor, and a, and a Latino attorney general, the people on on MSNBC go, oh, that Virginia elected a bunch of white supremacists. Okay, let me think about that for a minute. <laughs> you know, like it's like I, it's just like I have to. I told you, I'm still on my. Every once in a while, I will cheat and I listen to NPR for like two or three. No, seconds. yeah, cheaters well, never prosper. Well, you would never cheat. I, if you remember, was it about a month, month and a half ago? I read this article about doom scrolling that people, when they read, you know. 
you've got the world's the world's news at your fingertips with your with your smartphone, and you can find out anything in the world. You can Google it. You can find out also news articles and stuff like that. And people who are like like me, actively trying to keep uh, you know informed of what's going on in our you know in our country, our state, our our area, St. Charles County, Franklin County, St. Louis County, Warren County, all those places. And you read all this crazy crap, once again, C, not K, and you get sort of, like, depressed. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. You know, and it's to the point where nowadays, I mean, like, well, you know, if you listen to the press conferences with Jen Psaki, although she's not there anymore because, you know, she has COVID. She's on hiatus. But, I mean, you hear these crazy these questions being asked. Like, for example, yesterday... They're talking about the fact that, remember, we talked about the $450,000 that they're going to give all the illegals across yes, the border? Yes, yes. Okay, and Peter Ducey, and I have to tell you, if my if my journalism professor were alive today, Dr. Camille Winter, he would be patting Peter Ducey on the back. And if you know who Peter Ducey is, he's the stu- son of Steve Ducey, who's one of the morning oh, dudes okay. on Fox News, where they call it Fox News Now, or, or Mornings with Fox, or... The Brian Kilmeade beginning of his of his eight hour marathon on the air, whatever they call the show, he asked Biden the other day about that. He asked Biden about, it, and Biden like was like he didn't know anything about it. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. That's not going to happen. It's garbage. And you, but yet behind the scenes they say, oh well, uh, he doesn't quite know what's going on. It's already a done deal with the Department of Justice. I'm going like, okay, here's the president. You know that's what's going on. <laughs> well, you do. I'm thinking absolutely. I'm thinking they they don't tell that man anything. They just put him up in front of the cameras. And, Seriously. And they just say, okay, now when you're done talking, if you can remember, here's your list of reporters that we've already we've already given money to, so they won't ask any questions. We've already given them like passes to you know when you're not at Camp David, they can use Camp David for the weekend, and they're going to throw you softballs. They're going to say, President Biden, is it true that you're married to Jill Biden? Yes, but she's actually Dr. Jill Biden. Okay, thank you. Thank you, sir. You know, President Biden, is it true that you you live in Delaware? Yes, I go there almost every weekend. Okay, any more questions? Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of questions they give. Right? Am I kidding? No, you're not. And that's actually pretty tragic. I think that they, I still think that they, um, that they kind of uh, took advantage of him when he was running for president. Because it's evident that the man is still well, now, almost incapacitated. Now the Chinese people are laughing at us because, you know, like, once again, he, we, this, and you like, I told you this story about how, what came out yesterday, that all these COP26 countries, there's like, I don't know, a bunch of them, a uh, bunch of them that are there at that meeting in Glasgow, are now going to limit financing to oil, to anybody who produces non-green energy. If it's fossil fuels, you, tr- you go to the bank, you want to drill a well, no, nope, can't borrow no money. Sorry, can't give you any money. You want to build some oil tank somewhere? You want to build a pipeline? Nope, sorry. And this goofy thing. Do you do you have gas heat at your house? Do you have Spire? Uh, do we have Spire? Well, you, do you have gas heat or electric heat? I don't know. <laughs> we have gas. We have okay. gas because our stove is gas. Do you know this crazy weird thing going on with Spire? Have you, There's have, always a crazy no, weird no. thing on going on with Spire. What's have you, up? Have you gotten a letter yet? They're sending letters to all the customers. What? It's this bizarre, weird deal where they put in a pipeline. I can't remember where it was from. Someplace up north, and it comes into St. Louis and supplies, you know, pipe, you know, natural gas into the Spire system. 
and right. they, they got a permit and they built it. But like two years ago, somebody filed suit against them saying, hey, you didn't apply for that permit properly. And so it went to court and the court agreed with them and said, okay, as of, I think it's as of the end of the year, as of December 31st, Spire, you have to turn off that pipeline. You can't use that pipeline anymore. So now Spire is saying, well, uh, we're going to have a shortage of gas and, and uh, your bill may double. I'm going, wait, you what? Your bill may double? You know, we're going into winter. I mean, already people, most people, I think probably around the St. Louis area over the last week or so have fired up their furnace at least a couple of times. You know, with the, Yes, it's yes, been, it's I know been, we have. It's been down below freezing a couple of times. Matter of fact, yesterday when I got off the air, I went outside and, and you know, and there was there was frost on one of my cars. And I'm going like, okay, that, that you know, that happened since I was on the air this morning. You know, that's weird. You know, anyway, uh, I'm so now they're going like, well... Uh, I'm going like, and who is it? It's some environmental group that sued them. And yet they got a permit. And it's like this crazy deal with the pipeline. Remember the Keystone Pipeline? And Trump's going, yes, yes, Keystone Pipeline. And and Biden, what, first day in office? Nope, shut down that pipeline. And then Yes, he did. And, and now, put, you know, stopped all those jobs. I heard, the, I heard yesterday, historical fact, that national average yesterday, gasoline was exactly a dollar a gallon cheaper than it is today. So a year ago today, a year ago yesterday at least, so on November 4th of 2020, gasoline was 2.40 a gallon national average and yesterday it was 3.40 a gallon national average. I'm going like, okay, I don't quite understand. And 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 my oh god, I could go on. You know, but this is my therapy. But you know what? You know what I what comes down to is what always makes me feel better. What always makes me feel better is the fact that you're much smarter than your co-host. <laughs> what did you? Did somebody really send that to you? Yes. Can, can I? Can I tell you? Can I? If if I were you, you know what I would have responded back. I'm not going to respond. I would have responded. I, you know, I would have responded back two words. First word would be an E, and the second word would be S. Oh, see, I I would have had a different comeback. But I can't <laughs> say that on the radio. <laughs> you, <laughs> I, you know, but what's interesting about it is when you get into the public eye, and you know, like we're just this crappy little couple. I'm radio not stations. in the public eye. Yeah, we are in the public eye because even though, like, we're not, we're not like, we're not like big time like Tracy Ellis or me like that. You know, I mean, like we're just sort of schlumps. You know, you and me are schlumps. You know, like nobody really listens to the show. We just started, you know, do it. Yeah, to, we've got some lovely listeners. We do it to keep the transmitter warm in the morning when it's cold. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, people and like, for example, I, I, I need to talk about this. I saw this the other day and this guy is doing all this fundraising. The guy, what's the guy's name? He used to be Hercules on the TV show or something, you know, you know, or the movie or something like that. You know, what's good looking guy, Kevin Kevin Corso or something like that? I don't know. Um, I saw this. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, Kevin. Um, we'll talk about this in one of the breaks coming up. Kevin Corso. I think that was his name. Corso. Corso. Um, anyway, Kevin Corso. Is that his name? My phone slow this morning. IMDB. Uh, Price of Fame. Anyway, I'll look it up. I'll talk about it later. He posts something really nice on his on his twitter feed and he's he's like raising money for somebody and like everybody's everybody's just flaming him with all sorts of you know oh oh, you doing this because you can't get an acting job anymore you know i'm going like you know once again here's a guy like i don't care if if i know somebody who's been in one movie one movie where they had 
two lines, I respect that person. Get what I'm saying? I mean, I'm going like, damn, you've done something I haven't done. I'm, you know, I'm in awe of you. But why, you know, but all these people who are flaming them, they're probably, you know, they probably work, you know, at a government job where, you know, where they, well, only 22 year, more years till I can retire. I hate my job. I hate living in a cube. And what do they do? How do they get their frustrations out? They make fun of other people who've done better than them, you know? I keep saying the problem with our country is we shouldn't vilify the rich rich people. We should have them teach us how they become successful. And I've told you before, I read these these biographies of these successful, you know, rich people. There's so much crap in their lives you won't believe it. I mean, all this nasty stuff that happened through through their life and somehow they rose above it. They didn't get a week off from the Hazelwood School District, you know, to recover mentally over Thanksgiving. They just got back up and, and went, a, you know, and just kept getting punched in the nose and just kept moving forward. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. <sighs> Therapy. Did you want me to disagree with you? No, I want you to say, Brad, you're stupid. <laughs> no, I don't need to say that because <laughs> clearly I can't judge. Oh, yeah, you can. You could say, you, know, you could say, you could say. <laughs> I could say that. Or you could say. You could say that, right? I did. I got stuck on the airfield. <laughs> We told that it's story. It's not before. a joke. <laughs> it, well, it is funny. I'm sorry. I'm it not, is totally not. I'm funny. not making fun of you. Uh, <laughs> Fight me, Brad. Six twenty-seven. Was I engulfed in the greatest conspiracy since the hosts of The View were discovered to be robots? <laughs> I love that one. I'm sorry. The hosts of The Views. <laughs> and you. you <laughs> Somebody's calling me. Who's calling me? Am I off the air or something? No, hold on a minute. People are suffering. So. People are dying. Someone's calling me. Hold on a minute. I'm on the air. Okay, we're going to take a break. Okay, break. 628. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. Westplex 107.1, AM 1350 crap, and 104.5 KSLQ, all part of the Trimal cast. We are BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Our web address is bsinthemorning.show. Did I get that all right? Yep, you sure did. <laughs> you had to start a diagram and go like, okay, you got that. You got check, check, check. Right. <laughs> have you have you heard this term? I You know, once again, I'm a news nerd. Have you heard this term, term what they call the blue check the blue check clan or the blue check people it's like the blue check thing have you heard this no okay on twitter you can get i don't know how you do this you get verified in other words they verify that you're you and you're a good person and everything you tweet out is true and you get a blue check next to your name and supposedly the way it works all the like in in the news field all the like people on msnbc and and CNN and 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 all the the you know what is was the other one MSNBC CNN all the the quote the liberal news networks all their jur- all their journalists have blue checks and anybody who's on Fox or AON or what's the other one uh, AON there's another one um, Newsmax they don't have blue checks so in other words supposedly the Twitter people have said no well, blue check for you well, no yes, blue check for you right. no blue check for you so so the now the term is 
I've heard people say, well, they're one of the blue checks, you know, and it's like, it's like, you know, uh, the smartest woman says it identify it, it it's identity verification, but supposedly they don't give it to, to like the people on Fox and people like that, you know, and the crazy thing about it is how do they identify, how did they verify their identity? You know what I mean? How do they do that? Smartest woman in the world said she's going to text me this. Or fa- let me see if it's come through already. Um, well, she- you're asking how they do that. Yeah. How does how does Facebook know that you're sitting there talking about widgets, I- and the next two minutes they're pulling up widgets for well, their um, ad space? Last night I had another one of these scary. Uh, here it is. I'll read this. Let me let me pull it up. Read this in a minute. I had another one of these scary. We know more about you than you know about yourself situations where I had to verify my identity to someone, okay? Okay. And I think you and I talked about this, I don't know, a year or so ago, where they say, okay, we have to identif- we have to verify who you are. And they start asking you the questions. Okay, here's five addresses. Tell us which address you've never lived at. And they read like five addresses and they go like, uh-huh. okay, that's my address. That's when I was growing up. That's when I was in college. Nope, never lived there. Yep, that one is where I got when I first got married. I go, how do they know that? And then they start naming off my kids. Which one of these kids is... Really? Oh, it was spookier than hell. See, that's not fair. When they start bringing in the family... Well, yeah. That was, that's not fair. Like, which one of these is your son's name? And they, you know, you know, they give Waldo, they give Arnaldo or stuff like that. And they give Brett, my son's name. And then it was like, it's like, okay, which one of these cars have you never owned? And they started reeling off these cars I've owned through the years. I go, you know, like, it was like some weird answer. Well, I'm going like, this is, I mean, like... You know, what is this? Where's this database come from? You know, I mean, who has this database that they know everything about me like that? Don't you think that's spooky? Did you ever watch the series Person of Interest? You told me about that. Is that the guy who shoots everybody? He like is that the the good looking dude who's like like he's got like he's got some like like a bionic eye or something like that? Isn't it the what's his name? John something or other? Isn't that isn't that his the... name is John? He does not have a bionic eye. But he is involved with the machine that sits there and knows everything that you're doing. Right, right, right. And they and when they do the show, they have shots of like the view from like this camera in the sky or something like that. Isn't that what it is? Like yes, right, yes. right, right, right. And 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 they tell him what to do. Here's a bad guy. Go kill this guy. Isn't that what it is? Something like that. And he, and he yeah, and he doesn't necessarily kill him. He tries to bring him to justice. Sometimes. You know, loss of life is involved. But a lot of times, you know, it's just bringing them into justice. But there's a lot of truth to what the whole premise of the show is. Well, but, you know, when you think about it, everybody, I mean, it's to the point where, see, this is this is my problem where this stupid bill that, they, you know, they're trying to ram through, where if you have, if you have $600 in your checking account, they're going to send all your information to the to the IRS. Now, I have to tell you. Since this same came out, I've got a couple of different letters from a couple of the community banks that I do business with from the president saying, essentially saying, look, you know, we think this is terrible, too. We're a bank. We don't think that the IRS should have access to your account. You know, and the crazy crap of it is $600 in your account, you know, now, I'm a guy right now who has way less than $600 in my account, but, you know, most people... And and not only if you write a check, that's the other thing. Any transaction over six hundred dollars, okay? Let me think. 
there are a lot of people's house payments that are like you know high three digits and you know low 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 to mid four digits. You know what I mean? So in other words, if you write a house payment for fifteen hundred dollars a month, once again, if you're living in the quote unquote average house and you got a thirty year loan. You know, I mean, let's say in St. Louis area, average house is $160,000, you know, and you're living in an average house, your loan, loan payment's going to be more than $600. It, you know, I mean, like, let's say, and, and see, here's the thing. They don't want cash, but yet I say that's what you want. And what's crazy to me is guys like, like uh, what's his face, uh, Dave Ramsey, that's, that's his whole Dave Ramsey method. It's the envelope system. You know what I'm talking about? You know what the, what the envelope yes, system is? Yes, I do. You, you get, explained it to me, actually. Right. You get these Ask en- did Kim Smith. They teach this in churches. The Dave Ramsey method is taught in churches, how you get yourself out of debt. And essentially what you do is you, you pay off everything. You pay off your credit cards. You pay off your home loan. You pay off your cars. And he even talks about it. And it's funny. God, every once in a while, I'll, I'll still listen to him. He's back in St. Louis. He's back on. I get so confused. There's now six conservative talker stations. Uh, I get so confused about it. There's a new one now. Well, it's, it's once again, it's the it's the Tracy. It's two more stations. Which a one of them she claims is the call letters, and they're the, the call letters. Matter of fact, if you if, if you read my column in Radio Poop from is it a newer one than the other day? I wrote one last night. I wrote oh, okay. a new I one last one night. night. This one has nothing to do with Tracy, but this one is all about Joy ninety nine. I wrote in depth about no 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 look. Do me a favor. Next break, read my column, okay? Read my column, okay. radiopoop.com, okay. and I'm not saying anything bad. I'm just stating the facts. I'm just... What, that their drivers suck? <laughs> no. No, no, but but the point being, going back to well, the thing... they do. No, going back to the thing with cash, okay, for example, I was in a place Tuesday night, which is sort of interesting story. I won't give the details, but I was in a place Tuesday night where they have my account screwed up. And they say that my charge, you know, I've got one of these auto debit things on my on my account, and they, you know, and I went in there. Oh, you 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 missed two payments. I go, how could I miss two payments? So I pull up my phone. I go, look, I just there's October 18th. You took the money out of my account. Well, but but two months ago you missed a payment. I go, why didn't you take it out two months ago? Go, well, we can't now. So I, I reach into my pocket to give them twenty bucks, and they go, oh, sorry, we can't can't, can't take cash. I go. You can't take cash. And the lady says to me with a straight face, yes, it's against our COVID rules. I'm going like, okay, I'd give up. <laughs> it's against your COVID rules. You can't, can't take cash. How are you supposed to pay for it? Oh, everything's got to be on. Your good look? No, everything's got to be on a debit card or, or debited from your checking account. They can't. They can't. So since COVID-19, they can't take cash. Because when they put that cash in their, in their drawer, it's going to infect the entire city of St. Louis because they took a, a $10 or $20 bill from you because it's got COVID germs on it. I'm going like, okay, this is just getting out of hand. I mean, like, you know, and, and I said to the one lady, I'm going to get myself in trouble. I took the money out of my wallet, and I I took my mask off, and I wrapped the $20 bill in my mask, and I say, can you take it now? It's masked. She didn't appreciate that. <laughs> Security. Right. <laughs> Security line four, please. <laughs> she, she, was, four. she was not happy with me. <laughs> Brad, Brad, Brad. Well, but but see, let me see if I can find. Let me see if I can find. I got I got money in my pocket. Believe it or not, I got money in my pocket. And I think I don't know if it still says it on there, but it says this debt is legal tender for all debts. 
public and private. It says that right on the dollar bill. It says that. Let me see. I, I got a five. Is it still saying God we trust? Oh. You know what? On the, Yeah, on the $5 bill. This this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private. And yet there's people. We won't. I'm sorry. We don't take cash. <laughs> okay. Does it still say in God we trust? Uh, look at, let me look at that. You know, and remember, if you know, they took the... They still have the pyramid on the back with the eye. You know, do you know that whole story? There are people no. s- say that's like some weird religion, religious deal. The religious people talk. And if you look like at, a Masonic thing. And if you look at the back of the $1 bill, there's this creepy pyramid with an eye on top. Okay. It's always been like that. Though. I know it's always been like that. But Okay, in God we trust. Um, I don't see. Yeah, in the back on the $1 bill, it says, in God we trust. Why doesn't somebody sue the government? You know, some crazy people sue them over. Yeah, in God we trust in the five. Do I have any other bills? I got I got ones and fives. You can show how rich I am. I have ones and fives. <laughs> That's all I have. So she didn't appreciate me taking my mask off and putting my $20 bill in the mask and trying to... Because you were unmasked. <laughs> well, no, she thought I was a, a smart donkey, if you know what I'm saying. Which... Well, you were. <laughs> well, but once again, you know... She's like, see, I've had a long day, and then this walks in. Shelly. Awesome. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know me. If one of our clients says, Brad, you know what? I'm having a little bit tough, you know, tough time paying you. Can we, you know, maybe pick it up next month? Oh, yeah, fine. Or if they said, you do, yes, you do. That. How many times yes. have I done that? A bunch of times. There's, I shouldn't say tell this story. Every once in a while, there are people on this radio station who have not been able to pay us, and I just say, hey, look, when you can start paying us again, because their business is in trouble, okay? You know who I'm yeah. talking about, right? Their business is in trouble. And I'd said to them, we'll just keep running you, and if things turn around, you know, start sending us the checks again, and if there's anything we can do for you, we'll do it. I'm not trying to make myself out to be a great guy. I'm just saying, look, I'm trying to help people, because what are we trying to do with this radio station? A, said, you know, in the morning, Shelly and I do scholarly uh, expositions on various topics that are in the news. <laughs> we talk about not one thing. <laughs> right. It's we the, talk about, it's a it's, show about nothing. It's the Seinfeld Literally, of radio. somebody said we were like Seinfeld. Well, Seinfeld it's, it's the Seinfeld quite of radio. Quite frankly, is right. a show about nothing. We don't have an agenda other than make fun of people that do stupid stuff. <laughs> right, we companies. don't do that. Yeah, we do well, we? I I did it about you know about about the place where I went wouldn't take my twenty dollar bill when they said I didn't I didn't pay yeah, in but April. That's <laughs> you, I don't do that. <laughs> well, but okay, but see, you're a good person. I'm a jerk. Everybody knows I'm a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you're funny. Ja- that Janie Janie Voss. That was her name, Janie Voss. She knew I was a jerk before she even met me. She was the one that in at Randy at the car wash. Remember, I told you the story where where oh yeah yeah <laughs> where she's yeah. just I'm standing in the door in the doorway and she's just excoriating me and she has no idea who I am. Wow, he's such a terrible person. She went on for like five minutes and Randy Bluestone is just sitting there smiling and then he says to her, Janie Voss, you know who that guy standing right there is? She goes no, and he goes that's Brad Hildebrand, and she goes. Oh my God! <laughs> it was so funny. Oh my God! Where was the flip phone when you needed it? <laughs> well, that was back in the day. Yeah, that was that was I think that wasn't even pre-flip phone. That would have been. I know. Back. But yeah, if I could have had a video of that, you you know how you get somebody from being a jerk to you? You just pull out your phone and you start videoing them, and then they shut up. That's true. Seriously, then they shut up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Or they knock your phone out of your hand, and then you punch them in the nose. Okay, it's it's six forty-five. It is. 
By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Westplex 107.1, AM 1350 Crap, KSLQ, all part of the BS in the Morning show, Trimalcast. You know, I love that song. It's Martin Garrix. He's another one of these DJ producers that he doesn't sing or doesn't play any instruments. He just produces, and he gets the title in the song, and it's also Macklemore. But do you know, I don't tell too many people this, and I don't think anybody's listening, so I can just tell. It's just between you and me, Shelley, okay? Okay. We'll keep it a secret. I'm a vault, you know. I'm singing background vocals on that in my falsetto voice. Okay. Play clip. Are you just want me to sing it? Oh, in, sure. In my summer days, break the one. That's me in the background. I can see. I love it in those summer days. Of the summer days, you're going to be the one. Bravo. <laughs> okay. The world's smartest woman has sent me this letter she got Please from, stop. for Spire. No, no, <laughs> no okay. I'm sorry, what did you say? From Scott Carter, the president of Spire, Missouri. And, and and like I said, I'm not trying to say that I know these kind of things, but pretty much exactly what I said. They built a pipeline. They got approval. They got approval from all these different regular, regular, regulatory agencies. Says that they uh, took them two years to get the permit. They built the pipeline. It's been online since 2019, okay? And last, or this year... A New York, oh no, in 2020, in January of 2020, so this goes back uh, almost coming up in two years now, a New York-based environmentalist group challenged the government's agency's approval process, and in June 2021, the court ruled in the group's favor. This ruling essentially took back the pipeline's approval to operate. So it says, I, I said December 13th, or December 31st, they're saying December 3rd, 13th. I've been dyslexic there. They're saying that they have a federal uh, permit to operate the pipeline through December 13th. So I'm telling you. All you people who have spire that heats your house, go and chop down all your trees in your yard, stack them up in your driveway, and get ready to fire up your fireplace. And if you don't have one, just you know, just just build a, like a fire pit on the front driveway. And when you get cold, you, when you know, like at night, you can get a sleeping bag. You know that's what's going to happen. Sleeping bags are going to go. Sales are going to go through. You know, you know, we had toilet paper shortage. Now we're going to have sleeping bag shortage. Everybody's going, oh, my God, i got to get a sleeping bag. Uh, my gas of is going to Of course, be- we're going to have sleeping bag shortages, Brad. <laughs> you don't believe me? <laughs> hey, I sleep in a sleeping bag in the winter. Believe it or not, I do. <laughs> On the floor. Anyway, anyway, so anyway, it talks about how they've gone to Washington, D.C., and they're talking to the regulators and blah, blah, blah. I'm going like, okay, these are environmentalists from New York. Hey, guys, come live here. You know, I mean, like, keep your nose out of our business, right? What business is you in new york suing our gas company who i love by the way i love the spire people uh-huh <laughs> you say that like you're incredulous you know why i love them why because i never send them any money that's true you do not i i've not had gas anywhere if matter of fact any place that i am if you go and look, there's no gas meter. They took it out because I have boycotted Laclede Gas Inspire for years. I'm go- because uh, they did me wrong one time, and I essentially said, you know, what do they care? You know, I had I had a lady get snippy with me. 
at a at a Laclede gas office. Actually, it was in the back in the day. It was called Missouri Natural Gas. That shows, and I think it used to be called in St. Charles. It used to be called St. Charles Gas, wasn't it? St. Charles Gas Company or something like that. But yet, you still had to send your payment to drawer two. You know, my problem was yes, yes, you did. I remember <laughs> that drawer two. Okay, I went to into the the, the the Missouri Natural Gas office, and I say, I want to know where drawer number two is. And she says to me, that's a top secret. We can't tell you where that is. I said, I absolutely, positively, no, have to know where drawer number two is. Why don't you have a post office box? Everybody else I send, you know, you send payment to the electric company. It's P.O. Box this and this, you know, credit cards, P.O. Box that. Where is drawer two? And why don't you have drawer one? Who has drawer one? And is there a drawer three? We can't tell you that. And I got mad. And I thought, okay, if you're not going to tell me where drawer number two is, I'm not buying gas from you anymore. So that's what happened. I mean, I see. I, Did you just like go around the metropolitan area trying to make people mad? No, but no, that obviously I made that story up. But, but oh, <laughs> I didn't make the story up about. I don't even know why I listen to you because all of it's a big fat lie, and I sit there and I just like eat it with a spoon. No, but I, I am not ridiculous. But see, here's the crazy thing. Okay, I can show you numbers, and once again. This is where advertising tells you lies. It tells you lies. There are some people on this, not on our station, because we vet all these people, but like these utilities, like Ameren UE. Hey, we're Ameren UE, and we're very we're, we're making very hard to make sure your electricity never goes out, okay? Then how come two weeks ago on a Friday morning, that truck hit my telephone pole and knocked us off the air? Well, we didn't we didn't put armor plating on that telephone pole. Well, that put armor plating on that telephone pole. So when the truck hits it, you know, <laughs> I know I'm getting ridiculous. But the thing about it is, is like, once again, I heard somebody say last night, they're a monopoly. Don't spend money advertising to me. Cut my bill instead. You know, I mean, like, why are you advertising? Hey, we're Ameren UE, and we're such nice people. And you know what? When you have a choice in electric, guess what? You don't. You're stuck with us. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, like that's what's yeah. great. That's what's great about capitalism. If you don't like going to store A, you go to store B. And if you don't like store B, you go to store C. If you don't like, you know, how you get treated on AT and T, you go to Verizon or Sprint. Well, not anymore. Sprint's gone. But you go to T-Mobile. You know. And once again, I'm a guy who had one of the first cell phones in St. Louis. Okay, I have a friend of mine who shall remain nameless, that when he did so much business on his on his cell phone, and if you've had a cell phone for a long time, you know what I'm talking about, he had bills that were in excess of $2,000 a month. Because back in the day, you got billed for all your airtime. Every single minute you got billed for. I think he didn't get billed between midnight and 5 or something like that. See, once again, I'm an old guy. This goes back to like 1984 when cellular first hit St. Louis. Okay. It's been around. God, hard to believe it's coming up in 20, uh, 40 years. Isn't that amazing when you think about that? You know, in in two or in, in three years, it'll be 40 years of cellular service. Anyway, you know, what happened was competition came in. Remember remember back in the day when you had to pay long distance? to Like if you lived in St. Peter's, you had to you have to dial long distance to call St. Charles? Yes, I do remember, <laughs> remember that. that. Matter of fact, that was when we didn't have... All these nice chunks of long distance or unlimited long distance. Right. And I remember it was back in the 90s, early 90s, actually, or before that. But um, it was still alive and well living in the 90s. And I was away at school. And I couldn't wait to get away from St. Louis. But once I was gone, 
away at school, meet myself and Tiffany, my babes. I missed home. I missed my mom. So I would call her every day. And pretty soon my um, long distance bills were more than my rent. And perfect example. And and perfect example. Now, if you lived, if you did that, your long distance bills would be zero because you know why? Exactly. I had to put a long distance block on my phone because competition. Because all of a sudden, one company came along and there was no competition. But then competition came in, and essentially, long distance disappeared. You know, it's like okay, competition pushed that away. Competition was our friend. Competition, you know, made the prices go down. That's why it ticks me off when the utilities. Where's Spire? Hey, dudes. You know, hey, Mr. Carter, get in your car, go fill up, a, you know, a natural gas tank. You drive a tractor trailer, go f- drive it up to Chicago, fill up and drive it back. That's what you should do. we got to take a break. <laughs> He'll never talk to me. Hey, by the way, I have my secret guest coming up this morning. Yay. Yeah, 6.59. Westplex 107.1 AM or 1350 crap and 104.5 KSLQ, the Trimal Cast. We are BS in the morning. This is the show about nothing. Right, Jelly? The show about nothing. It is the show about nothing. Uh, I found the name of the guy I couldn't remember. I said Kevin Corso. It was Kevin Sorbo. Remember him? He was the guy. Um, be, uh, what's that? I would like to talk about Okay, we'll talk about that later. Okay, I just read your text. Um, Kevin Sorbo is the guy who was in Hercules and the TV show. And um, what's sort of interesting about this is that. I don't know how this came up in my Twitter feed, but he was doing like some charity event or something like that. And he was like tweeting something out. Hey, you can help my charity, blah, blah, blah. So all the comments were like terrible. You're a has-been actor. You're terrible. You think you're strong because you used to be Hercules. I mean, one after another. I went through like 30 or 40 these days. It wasn't anybody saying, hey, thanks for helping raise money for this wonderful charity. It was all like these people just flaming him, okay? And I'm thinking to myself, what is going on with this? Why do people because do this? Because people are mean and hateful. Now, get this. Wait till I read this to you. He did He did um, Hercules, the TV show, I think for like five or six years. Okay? Wait till I... Wait, let me read this to you. And, and I hope that some of those buttheads who were flaming him on Twitter listen to this, although I know they won't. In late 1997, while on a publicity tour of Call the Conqueror, and between the fourth and fifth seasons of Hercules, the newly engaged Sorbo experienced an aneurysm in his shoulder, which caused four strokes. As a result, he was weakened for the next several years, a condition he kept secret from the public while he recovered. During the last two seasons of Hercules, the fifth and sixth, which aired in 1998-1999, Sorbo had a reduced filming schedule to accommodate his schedule, or excuse me, to accommodate his condition, and more guest, guest stars were featured in the show in order to reduce Sorbo's duties. The strokes thought to be triggered uh, when, uh, what's it, I'm gonna, I can't read this, some weird medical thing. Anyway, the, the strokes thought to be triggered due to some kind of manipulation of his shoulder released blood clots from the aneurysm. It left Sorbo with a permanent 10% loss of vision, weakness, impaired balance, and migraines. In 2011, autobiography, True Strength, Sorbo revealed the details of his injury and how his wife, Sam, helped him recover. Here's a guy who almost died, and yet he still keeps working. But yet, the people in Hazelwood School District have to have a whole nine days off because they've been under stress this year. And the people in Ferguson, Florida, this guy continues to, to do a TV show when he's had four strokes. And people are making fun of him. They're flaming him on Twitter. I'm going, I don't get it. I don't get it. 
Here's see, he should be shown as like, look, you think your life's tough? I'm Kevin Sorbo. I had four strokes, yeah, and I keep doing my TV. I kept doing my TV show. I know I didn't tell anybody. I didn't get on TV and go, "Hey, I've had four strokes. Feel sorry for me." <laughs> no, he just sucked it up and kept doing his job. Get what I'm saying? I like people like that. Those I know are, you do. Those are the biographies that always make me think. Like, if I'm having a bad day, I'm telling you, if I'm having a bad day, if I read something like that, it makes me feel better because I think to myself, "Okay, I thought I had a tough. I haven't had one stroke." let alone not have four strokes, you know? I mean, and you get these people, oh, I couldn't make it to work because my big toe was sore. Okay, let me think about this for a minute. Kevin Sorbo <laughs> still played Hercules, and he had four strokes, and he lost part of his vision, and he couldn't stand up straight, and he had migraines, and you can't make it to work because your big toe's sore. God, I got, somebody sent me this yesterday. <laughs> this is like a perfect example of the gig economy. <laughs> I can't about what? The gig economy. Wait till I tell you about this this website. Hold on. <clears throat> Let me find this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hairball. Uh, yeah, it is a hairball. Um, it's called Bite Ninja. Okay? You ready for this? B-I-T-E. Okay. BiteNinja.com. Okay? And what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a gig com- company that what they do is... <laughs> it's sort of hard to explain, but... What you can do is restaurants who are having trouble with uh, finding people to work, you can mm-hmm. now work remotely at a restaurant with Bite Ninja. Okay. What they do is people who call in, like phone orders, like when you call a number, uh-huh. in, instead of getting the actual person at the restaurant, you get a Bite Ninja person who could be anywhere in the world. It's like an answering service. <laughs> and they take the order and they automatically put it into the restaurant's POS system. You know, most restaurants now have an automated system. Yes. They put it in their POS system and then the order comes out. Point so, of sale, yeah, just po- as an yeah. FYI. Right. Not not point by not piece POS. Of, <laughs> point of sale. <laughs> point of sale. Thank you for clarifying that. That's a good... My pleasure. <laughs> yeah, you helped me on that one. People going, I can't believe he's calling their, their restaurants... Piece of POS. Right, yeah. right, okay. I can already see it. <laughs> so, Bite Ninja. So, what's interesting is you go to the website, B I T E N I N J A dot com, and there's two different things on here. You can sign up to be a Bite Ninja person, or you can re- sign your restaurant up. And, I mean, I'm going like, and if you read the story on this, it's pretty interesting. It talks about. Um, win-win solution. It talks about it. Like this here, here restaurant sign up. Let me read this to you. And, oh, I can't find it. It was funny. It essentially, essentially, it it was a site part of the site that talked about. Are you a restaurant owner? Are you tired of having people not show up for work? You're tired of having people who come to work and then after they're there hour, they they say they're sick and they go home. Are you tired of never, never being being able to hire anybody? Hey, we'll take care of that. And the way it works is. If you want to be one of the Bite Ninja people, it's sort of like Uber thing. You just grab your your phone and you hit the little you know uh, uh, little app and you're online and you go okay I can take calls and then bang they forward calls to your number. Hi, this is Joe Smith. I'd like to order a pizza. Okay, Mr. Smith, you know, uh, you, you know and then you know you know and they know and because when it comes in they know what restaurant. It's far, you know, because of the fact that when you dial that number for the restaurant, it comes into them, into the Bite Ninja person, and tells them this is, you know, this is for XYZ Pizza, and the guy lives, you know, in St. Peter's, and he's ordering a pizza from Pizza Pizza. 
Pizza King or whatever. You know what I mean? I do. I thought that was interesting. Huh? I thought it was interesting. Okay, now, here's the other thing. I need someone who's a boater to explain this to me, okay? What's that? Are you a boater? I grew up on the river, but what? I'm a river rat. What do you, what? Okay, do you know where Washington, Missouri is? I mean, obviously yes. the question, the answer to that question is yes, okay? It's uh-huh. on the Missouri River. It's on one side. So at that point in time, the, the river's running sort of east and west. It's on the uh, south side of the Missouri River, right? You know, beautiful little area in downtown Washmo, uh, what, what's Rennick Riverfront Park, the whole bit, okay? Sleepy town, right. open to visitors. Right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do, you know where, do you know where Augusta is, okay? I do. Okay, a little bit up the river, Right. But it's on, yes. it's on the other side of the river. I don't I'm know how. Sorry? It's on the other side of the river, okay? Correct. Okay. Yes. It's on, you know, Washmo's on the Franklin County side of the river. Augusta's on the St. Charles County side of the river, okay? I'm reading this article yesterday in West News Magazine, which, by the way, is an excellent news magazine. They do Mid Rivers News Magazine. Sharon Huber, um, her and her husband started this. Doug Huber, who was a radio guy who died way too early. Once again, a guy who was really a great guy to deal with. Um, ran the broadcast center for a number of years, owned several radio stations, was really a great guy. Was at home one night, went to the bathroom, died in the bathroom. Sad, sad story. Anyway, um, she continues the magazine, and this is an article out of West News Magazine, and it's an article about Miss Augusta to carry guests in style along the Missouri River this fall. Okay, now, remember, this is the Hoffmans. The, they bought everything up. Matter of fact, they bought yes. they bought everything in within, you know, if, if you have... Uh, you know, 20 square feet in Augusta, they bought it from you. You don't realize that, but they now own your property. You just don't realize it yet. So they bought all the wineries. They bought all this. And they talked about, remember, they talked about having this boat, which was going to go back and forth between Washington and Augusta. It's a yacht. A yacht, whatever it is. Well, the article says they ain't doing that. You know why? Why? Because it takes, I'm I'm, I'm thinking if I find the place in the article, it takes four hours on the river to go between Augusta and Washington. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that minute. Four hours between Washington and Augusta? What's your point? <laughs> Think of, that would be like me saying, hey, Shelly, I'll meet you at, uh, you're, you're at your house right now. You're off of 94 in Kisker. I'll meet you at, um, at um, uh, in downtown St. Charles. I'll meet you on Main Street. And you would say to me, well, Brad, it's going to take me three days to drive there. Three days. No, it's not. But see, my point is like, how does it take four hours on the river to go from Washmo to Augusta? Four hours? I think it's like. Well, they probably are going at a snail's pace <laughs> so like, that people can enjoy. Yeah, snail's pace, to say the least. Four hours? I mean. So, I mean, what is your point? They're not going to do it? No, they're not doing it. They're not doing it. They're not going to Washmo. They're not doing that. They're just going to go out in the river. I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know what this they're reminds me? They're not going to Washmo, but they're going to go out in the river. Yeah, yeah. They're they're building a new dock down there at Klondike Park. You know, if you go along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where the boat ramp is there right before. It's on the end of the, 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 the Matson Flats. If you go on toward Augusta from, say, from, like, from Highway 40, you go down that long stretch where you're on the you're on the floodplain. You know, you go, you know, once you make the curvy curve through the biker bars there in Defiance, then you get on that long stretch where it's like flat as a board. And just as you make that right turn to go up toward the hills in Augusta, up toward Klondike Hill. If you go straight, literally, if you don't go right, if you go straight, you end up at the boat dock 
right there for Klondike Park. And they're, it's just a boat ramp right now. They're going to put in a dock there where this, this boat's going to, this Miss Augusta's going to, going to dock. But what they're going to do is it's not going to go anywhere. They're just going to go out in the river and just float around. So, you know, it's like, it's like Gilligan's Island. A three-hour cruise, but you can't make it. So, into, would you be have been the professor? <laughs> I don't yet, Professor and Marianne on the three. But think of think about what's funny about it is the minute I read that, I thought to myself, "Now hold on a minute, now the Professor Marianne and all those other people went on a three-hour cruise, and they went all the way out in some ocean. You can't make it between Augusta and Washmo in four hours. I'll read you. I here here here. I'll read you this sentence." The originally announced Hoffman plans last spring were to use the river to get patrons from Kleindot Park area to Washington and eventually to St. Charles. Since then, and the after exploration and planning with key parties, those plans have been refined. Gazelle, this is Lady Gazella, that's her name, clarified that Miss Augusta will, quote, will cruise just the Missouri River near Augusta. The boat is large and doesn't cruise fast. We will leave and always return to Klondike. It would take four-plus hours to get to Washington and eight-plus hours to get to St. Charles. Four hours from Augusta to Washington. Once again, if there's a boater who floats the Missouri River, call me, 314-280-8880. Because I know there are a lot of people that put their boats in there at Rennick Park in downtown Washmo and go up the river. I don't think it takes them four hours to get to Augusta. I think it takes them like 20 minutes. I've read this. I go like, okay. Four hours. I mean, don't don't. I'm that's still a head scratcher. You you don't you don't you think I'm weird, but but you know once again. Well, I do think you're weird. Well, once but again, I don't. That would be like saying that would be like saying, "Hey, Shelly, meet you in downtown St. Louis." Okay, it's going to take me six hours to get to downtown. Six hours. What do you do? Ride in your golf cart? You know, I mean, you could make it faster in your golf cart than six hours. Well, maybe they're you know, like I said. Taking it at a snail's pace so people can enjoy the experience. Shelly, I think if Brad, think about it for a minute, the Katy Trail runs right there along Augusta. You know, I mean, uh-huh. right? Okay, I think if I walked from the Katy Trail, if I if I went down the Katy Trail right there, where you know, at Klondike Park with the parking lot. Let's say I'm going to the parking lot there, at Klondike Park, where the boat ramp is. Okay, and if I walked the Katy Trail and I walked it over into Dutso. And then I walked to, uh, up that little stretch of 94 where the Katy Trail crosses over. And then I got on to 47, and I walked along 47, walked right along our crap transmitter site right there on Highway 47, and walked across the bridge into Washmo. I don't think it would take me four hours. I think it would take me, like, maybe an hour. If, okay. you, if you walk at, like, let's say the average person walks at, like, three, four miles an hour, okay? Which means you can walk three or four miles in an hour, okay? I say it's four miles from Augusta to Washington. You don't believe me? I don't think about that for a minute. If, if like, if you're in I'm Washington, process that. if you're in, if you're if you're in Augusta, you go down the hill and you go down Augusta Bottom Road and you go down Augusta Bottom Road and it takes you down to to uh, to uh, uh, you know uh, the the, the ill fated section where you know they closed it down where the poor lady was the poor young girl was killed when she ran off the road and drowned you know and and Warren County and St Charles County had this fight going on for years and years and years and years about who owned that and they finally fixed it well they didn't really fix it they put guardrails up and they put a little bit of gravel in down there but still if you walk if you come down Augusta Bottom Road out of Augusta you go down the hill you go along Augusta Bottom Road you're down on the flats then you come to that fork in the road where you can make a right you go to Emke you can make a left you go to Augusta Bottom Road 
You go, and if you, if you do that, let's say you went that way. Let's say you just walked, you got off the Katy Trail right there, and you walked along Augusta Bottom Road, walked through, you know, crossed over from Warren County, or from St. Charles County and Warren County, walked along Augusta Bottom Road to 47, walked across the street, walked across the bridge, you'd be in Washington. I don't think it's four miles. And a, but... And it takes so it, you're doing it as the crow flies. No, I'm doing it as at the, the at the Katy Trail, which pretty and, and keep in mind the Katy Trail at that point comes off the river. The Katy Trail right there at M Key Road is like a mile off the river. It's not on the river anymore. It's way off the river at that point. It's not down on the river anymore because the Katy Trail crosses behind the airport. If you walk on the Katy Trail, the Katy Trail is up against the bluffs between the airport and the bluffs, and you go into Dutso. Because at that point, you're probably a good two miles off the river. I'm saying not as the crow flies. If the crow flies, I bet you it's three miles. So I bet you, I, you know what? If there's a crow out there listening, and you, you've flown between Augusta <laughs> and Washmo, can you call me, 314-280-8880, and tell me how long it takes for you to fly between Augusta and Washmo? Caleb Hunter, <laughs> do you know this answer? <laughs> yes. He's not a crow. <laughs> No, but he flies. <laughs> he's got his pilot's license. I know he's got his pilot's license. Hold on a minute. Somebody just sent me something. <laughs> Let me see what this is. Hold on a minute. This can't be right. So what? 14 hours and 40. Who was it that sent me this? So, I, can't, I don't know who this is. It shows. It shows. Candy Trail, Lamity. Um... What is this? This is some goofy thing. It shows, it shows like okay, if you walk, I don't know. This is some goofy map. It shows like fourteen hours and forty eight minutes. That's it, by walking. Yeah, but but it doesn't. It doesn't. It, you're walking like it's your niece. Okay, it's my niece. <laughs> it's my niece. Okay, she's got a map here, and it's a, okay. My niece. Okay, what does this mean? It's Google Maps. Yes, thank you, my niece. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> it it shows it shows. Okay, Gusta. Okay, now hold it. I know what she's saying. She's saying, "Look at the distance." Okay, I'm trying to find him. Tell you what, let's con- well, let me look at this real quick. I can't read it from the map she sent me, but it looks like between Augusta and Washington, it looks like it's only about, like I said, about four miles. Doesn't look like it's that long. Are you are you, are you uh, getting high? What? Never mind. <laughs> it's amazing what I can hear. <laughs> what did you just say to me? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> what did I I'm just, speechless. <laughs> what did I just say to you? <laughs> what did I just say to you? I said... 17. Uh-huh. That's exactly not on the radios. I don't know how to explain it. They're choppy. It's too big to send. It was not enhancing the go. Mice die in mouse traps because they think the cheese is free. <laughs> you didn't say that. Unstoppable, buddy. <laughs> this is what Shelly just said. What happens in Virginia will in large part determine what happens in 2022, 2024, and on. Right. And then there's our, our friend Bob in India. Shelly, what's this BS about being a grandma? Don't you know you can't say that anymore? You are a grand person. I just don't yeah. Push well, the I'm wrong still a glamour. And my very dear BA friend 
Carissa Thickens sent me, dropped it off and put it on my car. And it's a little, it's a t-shirt and, and then there's a matching kind of little onesie and it says glamour. You know what somebody did in my car? <laughs> Do I want to know? They took one of your, your grandbaby's diapers and smeared it on the windshield of my car. No, they didn't. <laughs> yes, they did. It's 725. Westplex 107.1. I just said that. <laughs> anyway, I got to stop this. Shelly, you there? I'm here. Okay, hold on a minute. Let me say something while I fix the computer. I just screwed it up. Something while you fix the computer. Yeah, I messed it up. You know what I want to talk about? Can I talk about it? Yeah, go ahead. Whatever you want to talk about. No, we don't want to talk about that. No, what do you want to talk about? Huh? What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about something that happened to me last year. It was one year ago today. Yeah. And well, um, right. you got can your, I talk about it? Right. You got your, you got your, your new heart. I you, did. Yeah, she got a new heart. Matter of fact, I did. I went in for a stress test and it came back. Um, there was something, you know, I was having an issue. So they did a cardiac catheter and, and, it, and he told me that if there, I may have a stent put in, he wasn't sure. So I woke up and Tiffany was at my side and she was whispering in my ear, mom, mom. You had 75% blockage of your Widowmaker. You, they put a stent in. So anyway, I just wanted, it's been a year and with my new heart. And I just wanted to thank Dr. Snitzer with SSM for uh, saving my life. And Dr. Weikert for being the facilitator to make that happen. Well, unfortunately, Shelly's being very kind because not, that's not exactly what happened. What happened, Brad? What happened was Shelly was in the hospital, and someone else had a problem with their heart. And Shelly and 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 Shelly's daughter says, "Mom, there's this guy in room fifty two o two, and he needs your help." And Shelly said, "Well, who is it?" He says, and her daughter says, "Daughter Tiffany says, I can't tell you, but he's sort of a he's kind of a big deal. Matter of fact, you know, matter of fact, when I first met him." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't find it. I can't go through the pages quick enough. Because <laughs> you're being, you're being, you need to stop is why. <laughs> Tiffany's daughter, or Shelly's daughter said, Mom, I don't know, I don't know exactly who he is, but he said, Do you know who I am? And I then someone, then someone outside his, 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 uh, his, his, his room told me who he was. And he says, I thought it was sort of weird because there were three guys outside of his room with machine guns. And they want you to come in and talk to him. So Shelly said, well, take me to the room. So Shelly walks down the hall. And there's these three guys in black suits with machine guns. And they pat Shelly down. Uh-huh. And Shelly walks in the room. And there's this guy in bed. And she goes, I know who that is. It's the president. And the president looked at Shelly and said, Bend down and whisper in my ear. <laughs> you are such a man child, Brad. I swear, you have the appetite of a four-year-old and the sense of humor 
of a 13-year-old. I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't resist it. <laughs> One of those things, like a moth to Do you a feel better? I do. <laughs> I had the crappiest day yesterday. I had so much bad stuff happen to me yesterday. Once again, this is therapy. I'm going like, okay, I don't want... I got another. I got a 9 o'clock appointment this morning with, <laughs> with, with a horrible situation. And here I'm laughing my head off, right? Okay, anyway. <laughs> I'm going like, okay... I give up. No. <laughs> and you know what? And we didn't talk much about this. And being serious, you didn't have, your ticker was in bad shape. Yeah. When you have, when it's in your Widowmaker, it's called that because usually if you have blockage in your Widowmaker, it's it's almost instantaneous. Well, you know. I, you know, I as, as as old as I am, and I'm 86 years old now. I got another. I got what? I got eight years to go, because you know how I'm going to die. I've seen the future. I went to that fortune teller, and she did the tarot cards on me, and the whole bit. She had that big glass ball. You know the what do you call that? The, the crystal ball. It's thing. called a crystal ball. And she looked at it, and she goes, "Oh, I can see you, 94 years old, shot in the back by a jealous husband as you climb out a bedroom window. Oh, I see it happening. 94." <laughs> You're such a goober. I go, you are such a goober. I go, like, really? I'm going to be shot in the back by Jess Jealous. Oh, yes. Climbing out the window. And the worst part of it is, it was was a high-rise apartment building. So you would have died anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, again, thank you to Dr. Snitzer. He's a cardiologist. Um, and uh, for Dr. Weikert for facilitating that whole thing. That's one thing I love about Dr. Weikert is he sends people in his circle to people he would send his mom or his grandma to. Okay, I'm going to put on my serious face for a minute, which I don't normally do. Dr. Dr. Weikert, who you introduced me to, is yes. the most amazing doctor I have ever met in life. Well, maybe, yes, he is. maybe behind the doctor, Dr. Orlando, who saved my son's life. But that's a whole other story. But, I mean, this guy is incredible. And once again, the story is, and tell me if I get this right, once upon a time he had like 6,000 patients. So you were one of his 6,000 patients, right? Wasn't that uh-huh. the deal? And one morning he woke he probably up. Probably had more than that. One morning he woke up and go like, I'm killing myself with six thousand patients. I'm just going to open up what they call a concierge service, and I'm going to have a couple hundred patients. Right? Am I telling the story right? Yes. So he has this thing called um, MDVIP, and you can pay him. And quite honestly, I don't think it's a lot. It's not a lot. It's like what? Not like for what you get. Two thousand dollars a year, something like that. I think it, isn't that about right? Something like that. Close I to. I pay by the quarter, so I don't know. Okay, but it's not that much. No, and it's essentially, not. He's your doctor. Not compared to what you get. Right, and you he, definitely get your money's worth. He gives you his cell phone number. Yes, and, he does. And if you have a problem at eight o'clock in the morning, it's not unusual to be in, in his office at one that afternoon. Am I exaggerating? Sometimes, no. sometimes you can be in his office at 10 that morning, right? If you yes. call him at 8, you can be there at 10. And that I'm, is true. And I have people, people in my family, who have had some health issues, who are, are having some health issues, some serious health issues, tell me, well, I got an appointment in January. I go, January? It's the beginning of November. That's two months away. Well, that's the quickest they can get me in. That's BS. I'm sorry, that's BS. 
Look, we got to go because uh, I got to get a little ahead of the schedule here because we have our special guest coming up at seven forty-five, and Shelly's been trying to guess who it is. She will. If I gave Shelly ten thousand guesses, she would never guess who this is. Well, you haven't given me anything to 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 conjure a guess on. I will tell you the minute I have him on the air, and the minute he tells you what he did on a TV show, you'll know exactly who he is. And you will be jealous. Yeah, Henry DiCarlo? <laughs> no. <laughs> and you will want to come through the radio and try to hug this guy and have him, you know, give you like a kiss or something like that because that's what every woman who knows this guy wants him to do. Trust me. Okay. 739. Okay. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. It's... I could look at my one clock and say it's 6.45, but it's actually 7.45. And this is BS in the Morning. Our web address is bsinthemorning.show. Okay, now comes the moment, Shelly, I've told you about. I'm excited. I, I, I can't wait to see who it was. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me pull up the phone here. We have a special guest. Let's see if I can dial this number right here. I have a number. I have, I'm going to dial this number live on the air. And watch it be the wrong number. Hopefully, this is the right number. Okay, this is. I'm doing this in real time. This is the special guest I've been Shelly teaching or uh, teasing Shelly about all week. Okay, here we go. Phone's gonna ring. Hopefully, it'll ring here, and we'll hear someone will answer. Oh, it's ringing. Good morning. Hey, John. Hey, John. Do you hear me? John, it's. I do not hear you. Hey. You got me. Okay. I got you. Hey. It's Brad Hildebrand at BS in the Morning dot show on the radio live right now. I'm calling you live on the air, and I've been kidding my I've been kidding my my co-host because she doesn't believe I'm going to be talking to a big star on the radio. She says there's no way you can talk call a guy and talk to a big star on the radio. Okay, so let me tell you who this is. Do you want it? Do you want want, want me to introduce you, or you want to introduce yourself? No, you go for it. You go for it. I like it. You want to do what's my line? <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Okay. This is John Schneider, a.k.a. Bo Duke. Am I kidding? You are not kidding. It's John Schneider, Shelly. You are not kidding. It's John Schneider. It Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> John, how you doing, man? I can't believe I'm talking. I can't believe I'm talking oh, to you. Come on. I can't. Come on. Seriously. Okay. Well, when. When your PR guy gave me your number, I thought to myself, I'm going to be able to talk to this guy? Now, first off, let, let's, let's say you're going to be in Missouri. Are you coming in tonight or are you coming in tomorrow? We're coming in tomorrow. Actually, we're doing a, uh, doing a very brief concert at the Country Music Hall of Fame tonight, and then we're getting on the bus and we're, we're headed out towards it. So it's going to be great. We'll be there tomorrow for the event at the, uh, at the Speedway in Springfield. Right. It's going to be great. If we do music, we do all kinds of stuff, and then we also race. So when I, when I tell people my wife and I race, they go, oh, well, who drives your car? I said, no, dude, we actually race. We're in the cars. We drive the cars. Now, you, so, uh, you, you drive two separate cars, right? Not one car, two separate cars? Yeah, yeah, we drive. Yeah, because then we'd fight. Who would, who would get the steering wheel, of course? So, wow. yeah, we drive two separate cars, and we... Uh, we race against the pack, and we're out there in the in the thick of it. But but uh, really, the big bragging rights is who uh, between the two of us who wins. And I have to tell you, she's sitting right there next to me right now. Last race, I won because I finished. <laughs> 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 I 
Well, you don't want to know. You're in you're in L.A. now, right now, right? No, no, we're in Nashville. That's right. You're in Nashville. Okay, I thought you. So, so are you are you an hour ahead? Are you are you on Eastern time in Nashville? No, we're still central. Okay, central time. Uh, it's it's not bad. Matter of fact, it's on the cool side. We've had below uh, you know normal temperatures, like you know below freezing this week. But I think you should have a nice day. Now, this is in Springfield, Missouri, tomorrow, and I just yeah, want to give everybody the information. And people can still buy tickets, and you're going to be playing there with your band. You're going to be racing. There's a car show. There's all sorts of new cool stuff, right? Oh yeah, yeah. We got uh, we got a car show. We've got my band. My band is uh, is loading up in the bus now, so we're going to come out. My band is called Stars and Bars. We do a bunch of music from uh, folks. I don't know if you remember, but back in the '80s, I had a had four number one songs uh, on the country charts. So we're going to do some of those. Also, we've been making movies. We had a big hit for us last year called Stand On It, which is uh, our tribute to Smokey and the Bandit. And that movie did so well that we have now done a sequel to that called Poker Run that comes out the Friday after Thanksgiving. And in honor of the General Lee, I call that Orange Friday. Wow. So our movie comes out on, on Orange Friday, and uh, it's going to be great. So we're going to be doing some of the music from that. We have a meet and greet. We have a, a, a way for people to just kind of hang out and talk like we're hanging out talking right now. And that happens all day tomorrow. And then I think about 5 o'clock, we get into our racing suits. I do the national anthem uh, with everybody. And, and something that kind of sets that apart a little bit is uh, I explain to people what the words to the national anthem mean, what situation uh, it was written under, you know, what was going on when Francis Scott Keyes wrote the, uh, the national anthem. And then we all sing our song, get into our race cars, and uh, and go out there. And as one of our songs say, you better watch your back when you're on the track because you don't have any friends. You know, all your friends go away on the racetrack. It's all about, all about who comes in first. So that's going to be our day tomorrow. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, and I want everybody to come out. Everybody come out and enjoy yourselves. We'll talk about Dukes or Smallville or, you know, I even have some uh, some Dr. Quinn fans still out there, folks who, who love that show. Uh, and, of course, the Haves and Have Nots, which is a show that just ended about a month ago. So we have a big time. It's a great time for me, too. Uh-oh. <laughs> Got to have my coffee. <laughs> Gotta drink my coffee. Hey, we're talking with John Schneider, aka Bo Duke. Now, I got to ask you a question. You've you've probably been interviewed hundreds, maybe thousands of times, right? Well, maybe <laughs> at least twice. <laughs> at least twice. Okay, what's the stupidest question anybody's ever asked you? <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, a lot of times people ask me if. Uh, if Daisy and I ever ever dated, and to me that's just a that's a silly question because in my world, in my world, you don't you just don't do that. You don't. Uh, what do they say? Fish off the company pier. <laughs> so, uh, so I think that's the I think that's the silliest question that I've been asked. So, uh, but it does get asked to me an awful lot. In fact, it, it, so much that I I say uh, what what is it? Uh, seven. 329 and no. So those are the answers to the, the three most asked questions to me. And how many years did the Dukes run? Seven. How many General Lees did you go through? 329. And did you and Daisy ever? No. 
Now, now here's here, here's the other thing. I didn't do a deep dive on your bio, but when you when you started Dukes of Hazard, you were like what nineteen or something like that. I was eighteen. Eight, eighteen. 18 years old, yep. Wow. Way back in nineteen seventy eight. Yep, eighteen years old. And uh, what's funny is they were looking for somebody twenty four to thirty years old uh, from the rural South, and I was actually eighteen from Mount Kisco, New York. But uh, some people would call it uh, lying. I just called it acting. I told them I was twenty four from Snailville, Georgia, and uh, wound up getting through the audition process and wound up with the show way back in 1978 and still talking about it today, which is amazing. And people are still, um, like at dirt track racing, it's a, it's a family sport. So a lot of times, uh, I'll wind up sitting and, and playing, playing with little cars in the dirt with a brand new four or five or six year old Dukes of Hazard fan in 2021. So it's a show that has certainly withstood the test of time, regardless of, of uh, cancel culture trying to get rid of it. Uh, it seems like the, the harder they push against the Dukes of Hazard, the stronger it comes back. Yeah, I, I, w- so, uh, I, I was going to say that's probably something you have to deal with a lot and a lot and lightly, but that's interesting you say that because of the fact that I think now, within the last couple of months especially, I think the cancel culture is sort of on the wane. I think people are going like, okay, tired of this. Yeah, I think we we finally figured out a way to cancel cancel culture. And uh, I just had a song come out this week that uh, it's doing really well. In fact, about, about 10 minutes ago, I was on Newsmax talking about our new song, Drinking the Kool-Aid. Yes. So, uh, you know, we also have to approach this, this day's insanity with a, uh, with a sense of humor. You know, and, and when you have a sense of humor about stuff, it doesn't make light of what's going on, but it does, it does kind of invite it into the public conversation. So, so, uh, we have a song out right now, folks. I urge you to, to go to Spotify, listen to this song, and maybe my new best friend here would play it. But it's, uh, it talks about how the, uh, the CDC can't seem to make up its mind. They, let's repeat what we did that didn't work the first time. People don't want to work because they're on government pay. They're going out of their minds drinking the Kool-Aid. Wow. Sounds... I I believe in just calling people out on their nonsense. Uh, Maybe that's the New Yorker in me. But uh, it seems to be going pretty well. Now, hold on. I thought you were from Georgia. (laughs) Yeah, I know. See? That's that acting lying. (laughs) John, (laughs) one more time, the show. Is there a web address you can give us for uh, information on the show tomorrow night? JohnSchneiderStudios.com, or if you're a Facebooker, go to John Schneider Studios on Facebook, and you'll see all the information. It's, it's pinned to the top, so uh, it's all there. And we're going to be at the Speedway at the Spring at the Springfield Speedway tomorrow. So I want you to come out. You can also just show up, but it's nicer to have uh, nicer to know you have tickets in advance. When we do this, I mean, uh, dirt tracks are are very very popular this time of year anyway. But when we do this, we have a, uh, it's, it's been great for everybody. We, we seem to about double the attendance. So get a hold of a ticket now. Uh, or if you want to come out, just come out and it should be fine. But uh, I would hedge your bet and get tickets today for all the fun goings on tomorrow. It's, we call it Bo's Extravaganza at the Springfield Raceway. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I want to see everybody there. John, I appreciate it. And aren't you glad I didn't ask that stupidest question? 
the next stupidest question, which is, what is the stupidest question? <laughs> hey. Take care of yourself. Hey. And uh, folks, I'll see you tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, and uh, come on out. And it's the greatest show on dirt, I promise. Appreciate it, John. Thank you so much. Um, okay, there you go, Shelley. You didn't believe me, did you? I didn't. <laughs> is he is he a normal guy or what? He is. <laughs> okay, how did I get that interview? This is actually sort of a funny story. Yeah, how did you get that interview? <laughs> My buddy, Bo Matthews, who's now on KMOX, formerly of WIL, texts me the other day and say, hey, how would you like to interview John Schneider, a.k.a. Bo Duke? And I go, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> so he gives me the PR guy's phone number, and I call the guy. And I go, now, you know we're in St. Louis. He goes, yeah. He says, you know, it's just, we, you know we know that. <laughs> I said, I, you know, and I go, like, we're like three and a half hours away from Springfield. Yeah, I know that. And he says, but we have people come from all over the Midwest when John Schneider's at these events. I go, okay, we'll do the interview. So the interesting part of it was I actually heard Bo Matthews interview him last weekend on Camo X. Or 97.1 or something like that. I can't remember what it was. And I thought to myself, this John Schneider guy is like the real deal. You know, he sounds yeah, he very is. unpretentious. You know, and once again, think about it. He was in a show that was started back, what did he say, 78? He was 18, 78. Um, okay, so he was back in a TV show that that was like, what, 50 years old now or something like that? What is 78, 80? 40 plus years. Okay, let's say 80, 80, 80, to, 80 to 20, 21 is 41, you know, 42, 43, 44 years ago. Okay, almost a half century. Okay, and it's become a cultural icon. Some people aren't happy with that anymore because I didn't talk about the General Lee that, remember, they stopped selling the toys that had the car with the, with the, with the, the stars and bars and the roof and the whole bit. And he had the world's greatest attitude. I thought to myself, I got to talk to this guy. So the phone number they gave me is his cell phone number. So I have his cell phone number. And the only thing was the guy who set up the interview, the PR guy says, well, he doesn't usually do interviews before 8 o'clock. He says, can you tape? I go, no, we don't do any tape interviews. He says, well, I'll call him and see if he'll do it. And, I, and he said, I, he says, what's the earliest, you, uh, the latest you can do? I do 745. He says, okay, fine. He calls me back. Yep, John will do it. So I thought, what the heck? I mean, what an, and get this, he races with his wife. Is that incredible or what? They're out in the dirt track together. It is. Bumping bumpers, you know? I mean, you know, trading paint on fenders and stuff like that. Go like, okay. And the guy's got to be, if he was 18 and 78, so that would make him, he's got to be like, what, 60, 61, something like that? 62? Something like that. God. God, I remember when I was yes. I remember when I was sixty-two. I was sixty-two back in the in the in the p- previous millennial, back in the you know back in the in the nineteen nineties. I have hit sixty-two. I haven't hit sixty yet. You're a youngster, but um, I'm sorry. I say you're a youngster. You know what? We got to move. I mean to hurry along, but the computer's going to grab me. We have to say goodbye. Say goodbye, Shelley. Goodbye, Shelley. <laughs> have a great weekend, everybody. Peace, and I fly.